This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Coming up, we'll talk about a crucial component to your health, talking about your teeth. We'll talk to the folks at BC Perio. That's coming up at first some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Consider this statistic. Before the pandemic in 2019, BC's tourism industry brought in $23.3 billion to the province in revenue. Well, that figure dropped to $7 billion in 2020. That's about a third. That's according to Walt Judas, the CEO of the Tourism Industry Association of BC, who is very happy about the announcement this past Thursday that Canada is dropping the requirement that you get a COVID-19 test to get back into Canada. You have to take one, even if you were just in the States to buy some cheap gas. The testing requirement will end as of April 1st for those who have received a full course of an approved COVID-19 vaccine, uh, which means you don't need the booster. Uh, The rules are not changing for partially vaccinated or unvaccinated travelers. Unless otherwise exempt, all travelers five years of age or older who do not qualify as fully vaxxed must continue to provide proof of an accepted type of pre-entry COVID-19 test result. And though some are wondering why they're waiting until next month to dump the testing rule instead of doing it just right away, the travel industry is still celebrating and very hopeful that they'll see a big jump in business in the coming weeks. A Vancouver man is suing Walmart Canada, alleging he received burns to his left thigh and buttock over a portable battery charger that he says he bought there, and he says it exploded in his back pocket. James Patrick Holder made the allegations in a notice of civil claim filed in B.C. Supreme Court earlier this month. He alleged he was at work in 2020. Uh, when the Walmart house brand charger that he bought in September of 2016 exploded in his pants pocket, caught fire. The claim said that Holder was immediately rushed to Vancouver General Hospital, where he lost a significant amount of flesh that had to be removed due to chemicals having melted into it. The claim said a skin graft had to be stapled into place and medications such as fentanyl, morphine, And Tylenol-3 had to be administered. And when the first graft didn't take hold, further graft treatment was needed, according to the claim. And follow-up included uh, frequent dressing changes and custom-manufactured compression shorts to hold bandages in place. So all in all, not a pleasant experience. Holder alleged he had to remain at home while on medication And he uh, has alleged that Walmart negligently manufactured, distributed, or supplied the charger and ought to have known that it had a defect. Netflix is, is testing some new features for its streaming service, including one that will allow accounts to be shared outside members' households at an extra cost. And yes, it will mean new fees, but not in Canada just yet. Netflix is testing this in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru, which allows members on its different plans to add up to two people to an account. And it works out to about two to three bucks US per person. Netflix offers three tiers of pricing in Canada, ranging from $9.99 per month for the basic package to $20.99 monthly for its premium service. 
customers here in Canada, where we already saw our prices rise earlier this year, can currently watch shows and movies on additional devices at the same time, as well as access higher definition streams through both standard and premium tiers. Netflix currently allows people who live together to share their account. However, that's uh, there's kind of a gray area. Not surprisingly, a lot of people share their accounts with other people, which technically is against their terms of service. That's the list of rules, you know, that you have to check off, but you never read whenever you do something online. I know I never read them. Netflix says it will test these new features before making changes in other parts of the world. And the cost of Netflix has been rising due to all the new original content that they've been creating. This is Vancouver Consumer, and coming up, we'll talk about your dental health next with the folks from BC Perio. And welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time to talk about our oral health and uh, specifically dental implants uh, because they're not dentures. They're not temporary. They are basically new teeth implanted into your jaw so that they can last you potentially the rest of your life. Uh, they're becoming more common as people find they can get a healthy new smile sometime, sometimes in one day. Uh, that's because of new technology, the materials being used, techniques that make it quicker and comfortable. And at the forefront of this new dental implant technology is a place right here in the Lower Mainland the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They have a location on West Broadway in Vancouver and one on Johnson Street in Coquitlam. You can see all they do online at bcperio.ca. And one of the professionals who works there is Dr. Ron Zokel, our old friend. And Dr. Ron is with us now. How are you doing? Hi, Martin. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. How are you? Very, very well. And and Ron, you, you uh, are an interesting guy. You've been doing uh, this kind of work, this kind of dental work, implants for a very long time, and you're always traveling around. And I haven't talked to you for a while. So I said, before we started, I said, how are you doing? I just got, and I told you about how I just got back from a trip to Montreal. And uh, you kind of one-upped me. Uh, where were you? I was in Bora Bora. <laughs> that is very impressive. And, it, and and not just as a vacation to go somewhere warm and tropical, you were actually there to talk dentistry. I was lecturing to a group of dentists there. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. So I guess all the, I guess the dentists, uh, they could go anywhere to talk about the technology and exchange the ideas and stuff. You might as well go somewhere warm. How was it in Bora Bora? Uh, if I told you it was snowing and raining. Would you believe me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And so you shouldn't. It was gorgeous. Oh, nice. <laughs> and in spite of the fact that it was technically the rainy season, the end of the rainy season, but Australia, it was still just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, that's great. And, and, and these are some of the, uh, the most, uh, experienced dental professionals around the world all getting together. So some interesting technology being bandied about. Yes, uh, I think my specific topic was actually advanced bone regeneration and soft tissue management for high quality aesthetic results. Right. So that's sort of, I guess, fancy talk for just very efficient dental implants. <laughs> How do you do it right? This is the way to do it. 
Right. So I, I before we talked, I, I did a little research and I was kind of looking at, uh, you know, dental implants and what's going on. And the thing about BC Perio that uh, people will know if they go to bcperio.ca is that you are at the forefront of dental implant technology. And uh, in some cases, uh, people can get new teeth in a day. But I, I found an article and it was the top five questions asked by people when it comes to dental implants, because uh, more and more people are getting comfortable with the idea of a dental implant. They're getting used to it because it, it's not that new a thing, but uh, people have a lot of questions. So um, I, I'm going to just give you these questions and you can uh, help me answer them. And the number one question uh, that people have about dental implants is who is eligible to get a dental implant? Do you have to be a specific specific type of person, a specific age? Who is, who is eligible to get a dental implant? Well, we start with age. And what we want to make sure is that the person who is considering a dental implant has completed their growth process for their upper or lower jaw. And that generally means that uh, boys and girls probably in the late teens, I'm talking about 18 to 20 to 21 area, will ensure it. Beyond that, it becomes a medical issue. So anybody who's healthy, who doesn't have a disease process, which limits their ability to heal properly, be it bone or gum tissue, what have you, are eligible. And that takes people right up into their 90s. Right. So who is the oldest person you ever uh, put teeth into? 94. 94. That, yes. That's pretty impressive. And, uh, and, and I, I think that like for a 94 year old, that would probably add a little bit to their life. I think it would increase the quality of their life dramatically and potentially increase the longevity itself. So they can eat better. Their nutrient intake would be far superior. So there's a lot of positive potentials. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing when you talk about, uh, dental health, uh, getting a new smile with a dental implant a is an aesthetic thing. It makes you look better and thus makes you feel better. And, uh, you know, you go out and you face the world and you get a better job and all that stuff, but it also helps you, uh, literally, uh, get better nutrition and eat better foods. Cause I guess the, the kind of foods that people should eat require a little bit of, uh, mastication. <laughs> Absolutely true. So your raw vegetables, things like that, uh, are, are really ideal foods to be eating at any age. And of course, if you don't have teeth or it hurts when you eat, people will stay away from those type of foods. That's not a particularly good idea. Yeah. So, so that is the first question. So I, I guess, uh, a general answer would be pretty much everybody is eligible. Everybody over the age of 20, let's say. Yeah over the age of 20 is, uh, so that's the first question who is eligible. The second question that people have, uh, when it comes to dental implants is, is kind of an obvious one. Uh, how will dental implants affect your bite? Will, I mean, do they feel bad or, or weird? Does it take any getting used to? And I know the answer to that because I have one in my mouth, but, uh, you know, answer this question, how will dental implant implants affect your bite? 
Well, there is a small difference between how implants are fixed to the bone and how your teeth are fixed to the bone. So there, there's a small force difference, but that's within the dentist's responsibility. Most people who receive a dental implant that's healthy and stable feel nothing, and you're, you can testify to that. So yeah. most commonly, you put an implant in, it just replaces a natural tooth, and you go about your life normally. Yeah, I, I always laugh because uh, the only time I ever think about the dental implant that I have is when I talk to you, because <laughs> I, I mean, it, it really feels like a real tooth. I mean, I you just don't think about it. That's correct. And that's what, that's the experience of the great majority of people. Yeah. And, uh, and I just have one, uh, in my mouth, but uh, a lot of people have more. I mean, uh, uh, what, what's the most that you've ever, the most number of implants you've ever put in, into somebody? Well, actually, it's twenty-eight. <laughs> oh, each each jaw, upper and lower jaw, uh, can have technically uh, fourteen teeth, if you will, right. and uh, and and so it's feasible to do that. Now, how many times have I done that? Once in a career of many decades. So it's not something that's common. It's not necessary. It's just for people who have more money than they know what to do with, because there's always ways to restore the bite and function aesthetics without going to that extreme. Right. We're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel from the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. Uh, they're at 777 uh, West Broadway in Vancouver. That's three sevens, West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And they have a great website, bcperio.ca. And they have a, a lot of information on, on what they do at BC Perio. And uh, they do a lot of different things, but they specialize in dental implants. Uh, some of the, 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 the best technology in the world is being used at BC Perio. So go to bcperio.ca and find out more about that. And we're talking about the top questions uh, that people have when it comes to dental implants, like who will, uh, or, or, or who is eligible and, uh, pretty much anybody over the age of about 20 is, is eligible right up into your nineties. How will they affect your bite? Well, they don't, you don't really notice them for the most part. Um, the only, I would, I guess an, another way to say it is they're only going to make your bite better. You're going to be able to eat crunchy things and, and not even think about them. Um, and, and another question that people have, uh, even though it's, it seems pretty obvious, especially to someone like you, who's done it a million times, but put people at ease. Uh, one question that people legitimately have is how natural do dental implants look? Uh, wow. Uh, when you lose a tooth, there is a process by which the body will react to the disease process that caused the loss. And you sometimes can lose bone and gum tissue. And therefore, it's a responsibility for the advanced clinician to help rebuild those tissues to make it look like you never lost a tooth in the first place. That's where the advanced stuff come in. But some people will break a tooth and have everything perfectly healthy in the way of gum and bone. And then replacing a tooth with an implant in those conditions can make it look absolutely perfectly natural as though you never lost a, a tooth in the first place. Yeah. And, and the one thing that, that, that I know is the tooth looks just like all the other teeth and it looks exactly the same, but I guess, uh, having, uh, uh, a vacant tooth, whatever you would call that, having a space where there should be a tooth and there's no tooth that can affect your, literally affect your face if you're missing teeth, because it could change the, the way your face looks, right? 
Well, in, in some cases, particularly if you lose all your teeth, the collapsing you know, the bone, the loss of bone structure, the loss of support of your upper or lower lips and things like that can cause a distortion in the face for sure. Losing one tooth doesn't commonly do that. Uh, what, what can happen, though, is that people who do lose a tooth and, and they have an unsightly end result from that will affect their smile and they'll learn to smile differently. That will affect their face as well. Yeah, I, and that's something you can't really underestimate is is uh, having a smile that you feel comfortable with and and it can be a subtle thing like maybe you're missing a tooth so and and people might not even notice it but you feel very self-conscious about it and uh, it can really affect your life right it does and people have a significant phobia about not looking all that good and and they'll do all kinds of things to cover it up if they put a hand in front of their face that will become noticeable and draw attention to their face even more so people do struggle with problem when they feel they don't look as good as they ought to yeah yeah and and most of the time they don't even know they're doing it when they're putting their hand in front of their face and stuff like that so yeah. another question about uh, dental implants uh, is the, 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 this one is kind of important, uh, how dental implants are different from dentures. So answer that question. How is a dental implant different from a denture? Okay. Uh, what most people consider to be a denture is a, is a plate. And this normally just sits on the gum tissue. And when you bite on it, 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 it presses against the gum tissue and it's held in place by suction as much as possible on the upper jaw. The lower jaw is more along the lines of held in by gravity uh, because there's not much to suction to create for the lower jaw. Implants, on the other hand, are locked to the bone and, the, and a denture or teeth or whatever can be fixed to the implant so that they complete a, a, they complete a bone-supported system. And therefore, when you bite on those teeth that are supported by implants, you aren't compressing gum tissue, you aren't hitting gum tissue, you can bite harder and more reliably. And they don't fall out. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't fall out. I mean, one disadvantage is that, you know, at Christmas parties, when you're, you know, like with your grandkids, you can't take out your teeth and scare them. Um, so that's, that's, you know, you, you just have to get used to not being able to do that. Uh, we're talking to Don, Dr. Ron Zokel, uh, from BC Perio, the dental health and implant center in the lower mainland. They have two locations of BC Perio, West Broadway in Vancouver, Johnson street in Coquitlam. And you can see everything about them at bcperio.ca. So if you are missing some teeth, uh, you may be amazed at how quickly uh, you can get those teeth back. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk about that because that's one of the questions that people have when it comes to dental implants. How long do they take? And uh, at BC Perio, they are finding new ways to make it quicker and more efficient. And we'll find out about that. And also, I want to ask them about robots. I was reading about some robots being used uh, with dental implants and see uh, where BC Perio stands with that. That's when uh, Vancouver Consumer Continues right after this. And welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and we're talking about dental implants and how dental implants can do so much uh, for you if you're missing teeth. Not, not only does it make you look better, and uh, that is a, an, a huge thing in this day and age, when you feel like you look better, when you feel confident, you can do so much more. But also, uh, it means a healthier mouth. And a healthier mouth means a healthier body. 
and a healthier you. And uh, we're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio, the Dental Health and Implant Center. They're at two locations, 777 West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And uh, you can go to bcperio.ca. It's P-E-R-I-O, bcperio.ca. Find out everything uh, that they can do for you. And they have videos and all sorts of things that will uh, explain. And, you know, most people are, are becoming aware of dental implants, uh, Dr. Zokel. But we are talking about some of the obvious questions that people have, uh, the top questions when it comes to dental implants. And the first one was, who is eligible? And you basically said that, you know, you, you have to be a, around the age of 20 so everything is kind of, you know, grown into place. But after that, you could be a hundred years old and get a dental implant. Um, and how natural do they look? Very natural. Um, and how are they different from dentures? Which, which is really interesting. Let's let's reiterate on that because a denture, because a denture is not actually uh, attached to the bone the way uh, an implant is. A denture is quite a bit different from a dental implant. It's hugely, hugely different. Uh, and, and you, and you really specified it. It's not attached to anything. It's kind of held in a little bit by suction. When you chew on it, sometimes dislodges and moves around. So the dental implant, when used in conjunction with a denture or with other, uh, teeth that are made for the implant, uh, they are significantly stronger. They're held in place. They don't move. And, uh, as you mentioned before as well, they have the potential of lasting you the rest of your life. Yeah. And dentures are like, you know, shoes, they kind of wear out or at least they shift and they move around. And then all of a sudden you've, you've got to get them refitted. Now, when you, actually, Martin, you bring up a good point because with dentures, the pressure that's placed on the gum tissue, when you bite down on these things actually causes an irritation in and around the gum tissue and the bone, and it causes the bone to remodel and reshapes and dissolve. So the fact that dentures don't fit anymore is because the bone structure changes underneath the denture over time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, clearly the implant is, is a better option in terms of, uh, of, of how long they will last. And that is the last question. And it's a two-part question because the question is how long does it take to get them and how long do they last? So let's start with how long do they take? Um, I know when I got my dental implant, it was quite a while ago. It was a number of years ago, very many years ago. And it, it was a long process. I got, I got it and it, I guess everybody's different. And it was in, in my upper jaw and uh, I got the, I got fitted for the implant. And then it took quite a while before I could get the crown put on the, the implant. But uh, that's changing all the time, how long a dental implant takes, right? It, it has changed very dramatically over the years, actually. And there are a lot of factors that go into whether or not you can put a tooth on the implant immediately or how long do you have to wait. A lot goes to uh, the character of the bone. The upper jaw bone is lot, not, not as dense as the lower jaw. Therefore, it takes longer for the upper jaw to heal at the same degree as the lower jaw. Moreover, if you've lost bone and gum tissue, you've got to regenerate that before the implant can be placed and restored. However, there are some cases where... Uh, we can put the implants in and teeth on immediately the same day. And some people where there's a lot of damage to their, their mouth and their teeth find that we can actually remove all the bad teeth and all the diseased tissue, put the implants in and give them a complete full set of teeth all in the same day. We do that regularly. Yeah. And you call that teeth in a day. 
We do. We call that teeth in a day. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it couldn't be a better name than that because that's exactly what you're getting. And if you go to bcperio.ca, you can find out more uh, about teeth in a day. I mean, imagine walking in <laughs> to 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 a place like BC Perio without with with big gaps in where your smile should be and walking out with brand new teeth. I mean, you must have seen some incredible changes in people in yeah. your career. A lot of people who fit into the category of that type of service have lived with diseased teeth and bad looking mouths and bad smiles for a long, long time. And when they come in and they walk out that same day with a complete set of teeth that literally changes their life. Yeah. And, and talk about the, the implications of your dental health with, uh, the implications of your overall health, because I think a lot of us or have been reading these stories, but maybe some people haven't about how, uh, inflammation, uh, in the gums and the kind of bacteria that is, is bred from, from, uh, having bad teeth. How does that, um, affect people's overall health? Well, quite dramatically as it turns out. And what we've known, or let's say felt for years and found out in the medical literature only in the past, let's say four or five years, is that diseases emanating from the mouth have contributed significantly to cardiovascular diseases, cerebral vascular diseases like a stroke or a heart attack. Uh, and in fact, if you are looking at some type of a heart operation, cardiologists will will require you to have your teeth relatively healthy before they'll consider doing any surgery for you. Mm -hmm. So all the more reason to, to head down to BC Perio, where the first place to go is bcperio.ca, the website. They have locations on West Broadway in Vancouver, Johnson Street in Coquitlam, and Dr. Ron Zokel is one of the professionals from there, and he's our guest, and he's answering our questions. We've been going through the top questions that people have about dental implants. And finally, it's part two of that last question. We talked about how long does it take to have them put in. Uh, the question is, uh, how long do they last? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. They have the potential to last you the rest of your life. In other words, the, it's probably one of the few procedures in dentistry which has the potential to last you the rest of your life. Having said that, it is important to understand that to achieve that type of longevity, the hygiene around the implant has to be very good. And um, you don't have to have it very good to keep it a long, long, long time. But if you want to keep it without free of disease for all of your life, then good oral hygiene is essential. Yeah. And it, it, it's pretty much like all your other teeth, right? I mean, you just have to, there's, there's nothing special. You don't have to get in there and, uh, you know, wax it or anything. <laughs> yeah. There's a there rather humorous story in that somebody was asked, uh, do I have to floss all my teeth? And the answer was only the ones you want to keep. <laughs> Yeah. So, so it's not like it requires any special care. It's just, you just treat it like you treat all your other teeth and floss and brush and all that stuff. That's correct. Yeah. I guess, I guess, cause I know sometimes, uh, I mean, I generally, I gotta say I, I floss a lot, so I don't feel so bad, but in, you know, in the old days I, I would always feel kind of guilty when I'd go to the dentist and I, I felt like I was, you know, I didn't study for a test or something. So you, you must've told a lot of people in your life, uh, that they need to floss. Well, that's correct. And, 
and people will come in, they, they cleaned their teeth really well the day before they come in, but they hadn't touched them for three weeks before. We can see the difference. <laughs> it takes it takes a few weeks before the tissues heal up. So you got to have your hygiene going along for a number of weeks before you can fool us dentists. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, but uh, the one thing about you, I, I have to say, is uh, you, you are a very calming presence and uh, you're exactly what I would want in a dentist, Dr. Thank Jokel. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And if you would like to, uh, to, to find out more about, uh, dental implant, uh, dental implants, just go to bcperio.ca. We're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio, the dental health and implant center. And, uh, dental implants are, are what you specialize in, but, uh, but you do a lot more at, uh, BC Perio, right? It's, it's an overall dental care place. I think that's an important factor to consider because when somebody comes in, we don't naturally presume they need an implant, for example. So our focus is on maintaining or creating and maintaining dental health for the lifetime of a patient, regardless of whether it takes implants or other forms of dental care. Yeah. So that, that's important to know that you're just not going to go and go in and, and, and just prescribe a dental implant for everybody. But, uh, I, I really recommend BC Perio, bcperio.ca. And I want to ask you about something cool. I was reading, uh, earlier this week about robotics in dentistry and especially in, uh, implant technology. And uh, a lot of people are saying that robotics are going to become more and more common. Um, so first of all, have you uh, done much sort of research into this and what do you see about the future of robotics and dentistry? Sure. I have research and it's a very, very interesting field. Robotics is really another extension of how to achieve a higher level of accuracy in doing anything, be it uh, regular surgery on the body or dental implants for that matter. So robotics are, are definitely something which are going to be part of the future for sure. Now, right today, robotics needs a person right there. And the robot itself actually assists in, in, in getting the patient uh, and, the, and the implant system together in such a way that it's going to be highly accurate. The dentist is there just to control in general, but really the planning is done on a computer. And when it's achieved, the, the, the accuracy level is remarkably good. And so it, it has another, it has a place for sure. And will become better and better as time goes on. And I guess, uh, BC Perio uses a lot of imaging to really map out someone's, someone's situation. Sure. And, and when we talk about accuracy of placing an, uh, an implant in the location, uh, right now we have a thing called static guided surgery, dynamic guided surgery. All of these are advanced protocols to allow you to place an implant much more accurately than you do when you freehand it and judge it by eye. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's the kind of uh, technology that you're going to see at, uh, at BC Perio, uh, BC Perio, uh, dental health and implant center, uh, in Vancouver, bcperio.ca. And what are you most excited about for the future of, of dentistry? <laughs> I mean, you've been, you've been doing this so long. What do you, what do you think dentistry will be like, say 20 years from now? Well, if you had imagined, or if I had, let's say, supposed that we'd be doing implants the way we are right now, back 30, 40 years ago, uh, I would have, I'd I'd be surprised if I'd actually come up with this as a solution. We're seeing improvements tremendously in this field. And so I hate to presume what will be and what will not be in the future, but 
uh, I think the technologies are going to become better and better for more accurate placement. The ease of placement of implant, the comfortable aspects of doing surgery are going to become increasingly better. It's already really good, but I think it's just going to get better. Yeah. And uh, you're always going to be at the forefront at BC Perio, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on West Broadway in Vancouver, Johnson Street in Coquitlam. Go to bcperio.ca and you can see a picture of Dr. Ron Zokel. You can see his smiling face. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Dr. Ron. And uh, we will uh, talk to you soon. Thank you, Martin. Look forward to it. Right on. Well, coming up next on Vancouver Consumer, why are the bodies of our dead loved ones being sent to the U.S. to get cremated? I've got that story. That's coming up next. So stick around. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. And we're all getting used to things being outsourced these days. For example, accounting services for a Canadian company might be handled in a foreign country. Or just call your cell phone provider and you might find yourself talking to someone anywhere in the world. We're used to that now. But when you think of outsourcing, you don't usually think of cremation. So why is a Vancouver funeral home sending dead bodies to the United States to get cremated? Well, that's the question people are asking after noticing the box containing the ashes of their recently deceased, deceased loved ones has made a trip to Blaine, Washington. A spokesperson for Amherst Funeral and Cremation Services, Incorporated, says it happens all the time and it can make for a faster, cheaper service. They say their operation has always been transparent about cremating in Blaine, where it owns a stake in the crematorium and therefore has greater control over its operating stand standards. Amherst says, it's clearly laid out in the paperwork that you sign, and anyone can choose to have a cremation happen at home in a BC facility instead. The company says they've been looking to cremate locally more for the past 14 years, but taxes and fees on this side of the border make it a bit more complicated and pricey. Things like BC's carbon tax. You see, cremating a human body, at least the way we do it here, involves high-powered, usually natural gas burners. The gas alone produces emissions equivalent of burning roughly two tanks of gasoline. It's estimated that nearly 90% of BC's dead, that's more than 35,000 people, are laid to rest by flame every year. Altogether, experts figure that roughly 10 million kilograms of carbon are sent into BC's atmosphere every year as a result of turning human bodies to ash. And some people would like to see that change. It's a movement that's become known as green burial. They want to look at the total impact of the modern burial and not just cremation. For example, the loads of concrete, steel, and other stuff that is buried forever. In Vancouver City Hall, they've recently been talking about a more green approach to the great beyond. Last fall, a report presented to city council recommended a 50% fee discount for a green burial at Mountain View Cemetery, which is technically the only graveyard in the city of Vancouver. That would drop the cost for a single internment in a sustainable lot from 9500 bucks to just under 5000 bucks. But that would mean no use of outer concrete burial containers, no embalming chemicals, and only fully biodegradable caskets, containers, or shrouds. Mountain View also provides an option for those who are comfortable and agree to share their space with others 
an alternative that would become cheaper as well uh, in 2022. So I, I guess even in the afterlife, you may still have to have a roommate. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. We're here two to four every Saturday afternoon. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho, and we'll see you next week. Stick around. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.